0: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now, here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Inverse. My name is Justin Kim, and in the studio we have Jonathan, we have Callie, and we have Siku. Say hi guys. Hi. Okay, uh, well, um, I, want to say hi to, I want to say hi to you guys, too, and uh, we are in our last episode on our arc, uh, topical arc on the topic of the three angels' messages. We want to encourage you to go to InverseBible.org, as always, to download the Bible study guides on the three cosmic messages. We are in episode 13, entitled Ablaze with God's Glory. Uh, Jonathan, can you pray for us? And we'll get straight into text right afterwards. Let's pray. Jesus, we
2: thank You that You have blessed us over these last um, 13 weeks in studying this uh, powerful topic of the Three Angels' Messages. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, as we wrap things up in this episode, we pray that this will only be the beginning for an ever-deepening relationship with You, an ever-deepening experience with You, and that we will more and more understand the Three Angels' Messages and apply them in our lives, live them out to this world so that many, many will know You. I pray that you will bless us here and those watching and listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. The three angels' messages are the, I think uh, we mentioned in a previous episode, the mantra of the Seventh-day Adventist. The Adventist movement is a ecumenical movement, and I say that with a lowercase e, from people from all parts of, of all of our different backgrounds coming together and based on the Word of God mm. uh, and, and finding what the Word of God calls them to do, especially in these last days. There is a, another ecumenical movement, capital E, E, where it talks about, forget about what you believe, we're all really the same thing. And in Revelation, there will be two ecumenical movements, one based on the Word of God and one based on human sentiment, or I don't know what it's based on, but it's, it's, it's not the Word of God. Not truth. Not truth, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there's the battle between the two of which the three angels' message is pointing towards. Let's go to First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6. And, Callie, can you read that for us? And that's going to be at our beginning text for today.
3: Yeah, First Thessalonians 5, verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober.
1: Sober. Siku, what has, after 12 uh, episodes on the Three Angels Messages, what really strikes out to you and what has impacted you personally and helped you um, with, your, with your sobriety and being more uh, awake uh, in light of the last days deceptions that we're in?
0: Um, it's, it's probably maybe a little simple, but the importance of truth. Mm. Um, just the importance of truth, you know? <laughs> I know we saying deceptions, I said maybe it's too simple because, like, deception has to do with, uh, you know, an aberration of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have elements of truth to it, but then just a little bit of error turns it into falsehood, you know, mm-hmm. and just the importance of truth and being faithful to truth and maybe the sobriety, maybe the sobering thing for me is not just the importance of truth, but for me to love truth mm-hmm. um, and to have, you know, a personal commitment to truth. And in the context of what we've been studying, realizing that truth in its purest form is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, He is the embodiment of what truth is and any form of truth that doesn't ultimately lead to Him is not truth in verity. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so. I, love, I love the balance there. Um, truth today has Mm. become, can I say, a trigger word Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. be cantankerous, uh, argumentative, Mm -hmm. uh, stubborn, and just an ugly person. Mm -hmm. But you're saying the truth as it is in Jesus, And there's a certain nuance to that, that this isn't just some uh, propositional truth, some list of uh, bullet points that we just, we believe in this kind of thing, but it is all centered around the life ministry, the personality, the character, the Mm -hmm. experience of Jesus Christ in your life. And He's the one that's giving us uh, all these warnings and this um, sobriety, this uh, calls to sobriety against the deceptions. Jonathan, same question, and you too, Callie. Uh, after 13 episodes, what are things that pop mm-hmm. out to you and you still remember that uh, maybe you knew already and came to remembrance, or you're like, man, I never thought of it that way, and this was awesome.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that the three angels' messages bring out God's character mm-hmm. uh, in, in multiple ways. You have the aspect of Him being our Creator mm-hmm. and that He wills us, he, 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 he wanted us, He cares for us, we are His creation, mm-hmm. and He calls us back to worship, which is, in other words, just, hey, Come back into my family. Uh, I am your father. I care about you. I want to, you know, spend the rest of eternity with you. That's <laughs> what that means to me. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> also the, the, the aspect of what does it mean to worship in the context of the last days. Uh, lingering in, in, in God's presence, um, mm-hmm. not rushing it. Uh, we talked about that, and that mm-hmm. really impacted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one thing, uh, it was, I think it was you who said it, Justin, that whatever we don't rush into, the things we are willing to spend time on, those are the things that we worship. And mm-hmm. the question for me is, is God that, th- I don't want to say thing, but is, is God the object the object, th- that, the object of my worship? Mm-hmm. Um, co- and Compared to other things in my life, um, you know, there might be some some element of reform needed by God's grace uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
3: Two things that come to mind are, first, is that judgment is good news. Mm. It's not a really scary thing mm-hmm. when we know That's that scary. we are hidden in Christ and His righteousness is enough. It's
1: a thing we've talked about multiple times, <laughs> but I think along with you, that does, we do come back to that.
3: Yeah, yeah. it bears repeating.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a hard thing for it to, yeah. to get in. Even
3: yeah. though I've, I've heard it, even outside this conversation, I've said it several times, I still, I need to say it to myself over and over again. Mm-hmm. The second thing is something actually Jonathan talked about, which uh, comparing the seal of God and the mark of the beast and the centrality of the seventh-day Sabbath and the end times. Um, and it's not because it's only about the seventh-day Sabbath and that's the only thing in the world that matters. And it's not about Jesus. It's not about that. It's, it's because at the end time, that's what's being shown, that mm-hmm. is the symbol of the relationship, of the loyalty, um, and all the relationship with Christ, the love, the His righteousness, it's all still there. Mm-hmm. It's just that is the way that we are seeing it in the end times, mm-hmm. um, and I just love that that way of explaining it, and it's mm-hmm.
1: very helpful mm-hmm. to me. Amen, amen. I, I appreciate um, <laughs> growing up, I wasn't born as a Seventh-day Adventist, I was born in a hospital, uh, but growing <laughs> up as a Seventh-day Adventist, right. like, you hear about the Three Angels messages, you see the logo. Uh, I remember being part of a t-shirt contest where we created a church logo, and I, cr- I drew the three angels, and I won. It was oh, like, yeah. this is awesome. And so, we had the t-shirt with the three angels on the side. This is before the, the actual church had its logo. You can check it out online, what it looks like now. But I, I never knew what the three angels was. I never mm. knew what the three angels were. Uh, and, and, and when I read it, I thought, man, maybe, and this, and I mentioned it before, it's stupid, but man, these are literal angels. Like, they're going to come out from the sky and they're going to be yeah. you know, heralding this. And we're like, man, that's like UFOs. And my <laughs> fascination with sci-fi and aliens and space stuff. Like, it's all, it's a funny, <laughs> funny journey that the Lord put me in. Um, but the seeing that we are the three angels, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the angels are these messengers that go to the whole world. That's us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's a burden, mm. but it's also responsibility. Yeah. Uh, but with the Lord, the Lord empowers us and calls us and do it. And, and in a sense, we're kind of doing it now. I and mean, It's, that's it's a great
2: cool purpose thing. to have. I mean, what higher purpose yes. is there than to engage in this mission of Jesus yes. in these last days? Yes. And this yes. is not just for us here on Inverse, it's for the viewers and for everybody correct. Who, who, correct. who believes this. Correct,
1: mm-hmm. correct. Now in chapter five, verse six, it says, "Let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober." We've talked a lot about being sober, the, the power of truth and sobriety. How do we know that we're not asleep? How do we know? How do we keep watch? How do we? We talked about deceptions. We talked about um, you know trying to stay away from. All, I mean, how how do we know that we're not? Aren't the deceived deceived? <laughs> That's why they're deceived. They're deceived. <clears throat> That's sounds stupid, but like. They don't know that they're deceived.
2: Um, I mean, if I can speak to that, I think that uh, a lot of this has to do with an active faith. Mm. So, yes, you might not have every doctrine perfectly down all the time, but are you engaging in the works of Jesus? And I'm reminded of Matthew 25, and we can go there if you want to. For, you know, Jesus says, you know, in in there you have the. Matthew
1: 25? Yes. This is with the the, uh, virgins? Sorry? The virgins?
2: Uh, No, it's uh, actually, I mean, this would fit actually as well, but I'm talking about um, the judgment Okay. and then the judgment, so we're looking here, uh, verse 37.
1: 37,
2: okay. Um, Matthew twenty-five, thirty-seven. 37, it says, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in person and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Uh, what we see here is Jesus describing that those who are faithful are those who are um are those who are awake spiritually are those who are actively engaging in the ministry of Jesus, not just um, you know agreeing with the truths of the Bible. Yes, I believe this, and you know every Sabbath I reaffirm I believe in this no those are the ones who are very, they're in the mud they're they 're doing the work of christ mm-hmm. uh for me uh when i 'm i I can tell like I'm kind of wavering spiritually if I'm not minist- doing ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, when I'm engaged in something, I, that's when revival takes place, mm-hmm. um, engaging in the Word of God uh, and, and putting the Word of God into practice, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. that's one way for me to kind of um,
1: see, am I alive in Christ? Mm-hmm. Activity, uh, ministry, service, mm-hmm. Siku. As um,
0: I was gonna say, that, uh, your question, its it's kind of the the, the the chicken and the egg right so like <laughs> if you're if you're deceived how do you know that you're deceived if you're deceived that's the point of deception right yeah um, the, the verse that came to my mind is second Thessalonians as the next book over from where we had started mm-hmm. um, second Thessalonians chapter 2 2
1: <clears throat> verse
0: um, second thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11 11 yeah yeah um, And I like how it's phrased in the King James Version. I'll read it here in the New King James Version. It says, For this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And this kind of goes to um, what John was talking about, um, that accepting the truth and then living the truth, Mm -hmm. right? I think in King James Version it talks about receiving a love for truth, right? Mm -hmm. That it's about a heart posture, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, a heart that is that has a desire, not just to hear what truth is, but when I hear it, I will <coughs> t- I will obey what mm-hmm. the truth um, mm-hmm. speaks to my life. Um, it reminds too of John seven seventeen, where Jesus says, Who- "Whoever wants to know what the doctrine is." Um, whoever wants to obey the doctrine, God will reveal the doctrine to them. So, Mm -hmm. it starts with this heart posture of, God, I want to obey whatever it is that You reveal to me, however You bring truth to me, Mm -hmm. whatever avenue, no matter what inconvenience it causes in my life, Mm -hmm. I have a heart posture that is willing to obey, then God reveals truth to me, and because I have already that prior commitment, when Mm -hmm. truth comes, I obey. Mm -hmm. And acts Mm -hmm. of service and how we treat other people, Um, There's also a parable about, you know, the person who's waiting for the master and then mistreating other servants. So that heart posture is going to impact the way that I relate to others Mm -hmm. while I'm waiting for the master to come. Mm -hmm. So probably um, that may be a little too introspective (laughs) of a response. I I, I would
1: agree with that. Uh, I would say, I would would add add another component Mm -hmm. to that, that there are those who have open heart posture. Uh, But they are open to every source of authority out there, whether it be truths or whether it be, you know, what um, evolutionary science and Darwinian perspectives of science say. It may be whatever uh, YouTube speculation there may be or whatnot. So they're open but they're every, every source of, of authority. And there's others who are really onto the Bible, but their hearts aren't really open, mm-hmm. right? So, they're into Bible study, but they read the same Bible over and over again, and they only want to find what they want to practice, mm-hmm. and they're blind to those things of which the Bible says, but they're like, oh, that's not what it's... and, and so. Th- but having that openness and having your daily con- contact with with gospel truth, yeah. with Bible truth, those two things cause a certain pliability. Yeah. That if the and, and I would say the four of us and, and the rest of our team, hopefully by God's grace, that if if the, someone says, "Hey, this is in the Bible," and they show us the line of of mm-hmm. all throughout Scripture, and this is why you know mushrooms should not be eaten or whatever the thing mm-hmm. is,
3: <laughs> then we I'm would all
1: we would all be like, "Yeah." <laughs> Hey, we would, you know, whatever, hey, we should all, whatever, how crazy it may sound, that as long as that heart heart posture and biblical fidelity really go, I think, go hand hand in hand. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what it, then we know if we're being deceived or not and and waken out of our Mm. our stupor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kelly?
3: Yeah. Going back to circling back to that, that question, how you phrase it, like yeah, if you're deceived, how do you deceive? No, you're deceived. All those things, and there has to be a faith in somebody outside of yourself in mm. those instances, and that that faith has to be in God. Yes. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite things about God is that He is clear when He speaks, mm. and I have faith that if that God can speak through my self-deception, like He can pierce through it and be like, I, you are not <laughs> listening right now, but I'm going to give you something to hear me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna tell you everything because you you know, John 7:17, oh. right? Like you need to show that you are willing for me to tell you other things, yep. but I'm gonna give you something to work with. And I am not by any stretch of the imagination introspective by my na- like my default settings. Mm-hmm. And I can think back even in different parts when I wasn't a Christian and I'm like, I didn't know God. I was like, yeah, but I wasn't really open to knowing God. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there were things that even then God was reaching towards me and my, the posture of my heart was, no thanks, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. But as soon as I was, as soon as I turned towards Him, God was like, I was just waiting. I am mm-hmm. so happy we're here now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, there were things that I was still self-deceived about. There are things I'm still self-deceived about in this very moment, right. but God is still guiding me towards right. Him and still right. pulling me. And so yeah. I think when we are afraid of self-deception, we should be but we need to not be like, well, it's okay, I'll figure it out. No, 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 no. We need to place, take our self-confidence away from ourselves and say, God is stronger than my Mm -hmm, self-deception. God is stronger than my erroneous beliefs about things, and He can show me through Scripture, Mm -hmm. and He is powerful enough to teach me, and not just through, in verse, not just through my favorite pastors and preachers, Mm but even by His still small voice, His Holy Spirit, through His Word. Mm -hmm. If I I may add to that,
2: uh, one of the most freeing experiences for me in in my Christian walk was when I realized I don't have it all down. Mm-hmm. I, I do not have to rely on self. Mm. Amen. Literally, the <laughs> Bible is that the Word of God can guide me. Jesus will guide me. And if I have a healthy amount of self-skepticism yeah. uh, in my own ideas and, and, and beliefs, I mean, I know some people say, oh, you got to have self-confidence. Yes, but we can have com- confidence in Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Christ in me, the hope of glory, right? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, um, knowing that I don't know everything, mm-hmm. being open, and then also have a willing heart to surrender. And I noticed that, I'm only willing to surrender when I spend time with Jesus. Same. When I when I invite the Holy Spirit, like, okay, Holy Spirit, come in, like, clean it up. You know, do what you need to do. I'm willing. Um, that's when I'm the happiest. That's when I'm when I'm finding. Then that's when I'm realizing, oh, I've been wrong on this, or mm-hmm. I, I need change here, um, and that can truly help. But we live now in a society where like, everyone is constantly making these blanket statements that this is it. You know, you tweet this out, and there's no changing. <laughs> um, and so, it's like uh, we don't live in a time where, where it's, you know, seen as something, or, or where, where a lot of people are willing to say, hey, you know, I was wrong, I should, mm-hmm. I should do it this way, or I should change. So, having that, that openness, as has already has been mentioned, mm-hmm. has really helped me in my personal journey to just be freed, and then also, not look at other people like, oh man, like, but they, are, they know everything, oh, his, mm-hmm. he knows everything, like, hey, you're on a journey with Jesus right now? Where you, where you are right now is where you're supposed to be with Him, and He will take you step by step. You don't have to be like this ultra, super, uber you know, theologian. You are the super, uber theologian in your sphere with Jesus right now. <laughs> don't worry about the rest, if that makes sense. <laughs>
1: Right. I sure. love that. Super duper uber
3: <laughs> theologian. theologian. You can
2: put that in your email. That could be your tagline. Uh, <laughs> yeah. my, 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 <laughs> I'm
3: a super duper uber theologian yes. in yes. my own sphere. In <laughs> my, my own sphere. sphere. <laughs> yes, it is. Can
1: I ask? Uh, we're talking about last days. Mm. Um, some people may not believe we're living in the last days. Right. Mm-hmm. Should we live differently Yes. in the last days? Yes. Uh, and it's a yes and no question. Yes. No. How? Okay, so Siku says. Yes, three times, and Jonathan Tom says said no. 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 <laughs> Tension has been created. Siku yes, yes. will lead <laughs> you first.
0: Well, well, I mean, John. the verse that we just read. So, if we're going to have a hard posture to accept Scripture, yes. <laughs> yes. She's like Jonathan. <laughs> so therefore, let us not sleep. The way we started in First Thessalonians chapter five. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this this concept of not sleeping, of watchfulness, of of being vigilant. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus speaks about it when he's speaking, when he's giving. You know uh, his instructions about the end times, mm-hmm. right and he says, "Watch, therefore, um, watch therefore, be vigilant. Paul like repeats it over and over. We've got it here as we're reading in first Thessalonians five there's this notion that and and as we have been studying um, leading up to this point, that at the end of time there's this kind of like a it's like a like a, the culmination of this. Great controversy meta narrative that we that was introduced at the beginning of this arc, right? Um, and at the climax of it, there there are these glo- not just global, like universal issues that are at at play, you mm. know, and this this in this drama that is taking place. And so at the end of time, there there are these large themes that we are part of, that we are that we are engaging as we are making our personal decisions on a day to day basis. And so, if there ever was a a, a need for vigilance, if ever there was a need for being aware of of the possibility of deception, now would be the time Mm. to be aware of that. Um, And not that anyone needed to be sleeping before or not vigilant or it was okay to be a lazy Christian in the past, I don't know about that, but I know that for sure. Now, if ever it was necessary for us to be vigilant, now would be the time, Mm. because the devil knows that his time is short. He knows that he's got a lot to lose. He's already lost, really, mm-hmm. but he wants to take as many down with him mm-hmm. as possible, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go down in his ship, mm-hmm. you know, so we need to be vigilant.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, side. Side. the other side. Seeker's like, fight me. <laughs> I fully agree with what Seeker says. Um, my point of saying no was to create tension. Uh, <laughs>
3: but also,
2: also I, I do think that um, while it's true, we live in the end times, we've got to be sober and all these things, uh, that was true throughout all ages, at every at every stage. Mm-hmm. We are now in a unique position that we have, I guess, the most truth revealed of all time. Mm-hmm. But that is also true at every moment in time. If, you know, at that point, that's what they had. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were, people were always called to be faithful today, to be you know diligent today, be sober-minded today. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we are living in the end times, everyone is living in their own end times in the sense that we could be dead by tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like. I, I don't want to put it off um, in that sense. So like, for me, the point I'm trying to make is, like we've got to be faithful today, no matter if it's the end time or not. I believe it's the end times, I believe now is the time, but my point is that I think it's, 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 uh, it's very important that we even in, within the end times, we're not thinking, well, when these events happen, mm. then I'll be serious. Yes. No, now yeah. is the time. Now you don't. You, tomorrow is not promised yeah. to you.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wonderfully answered. I mean, a lot of these questions are yes, no answered mm-hmm. questions, depending on the nuance of of where we're at. Uh, we need to be living differently in the last days, but at the same time, it's the same faith that we have in the last days for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I want to um, transition to Revelation 18 verses 1 through 4, and the nuance there is that uh, the reality is the last days. There's going to be a lot of stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of um, uh, we. We are in the the beginning stages of that, and it's going to get more and more crazy. It's going to get you know all the bad stuff, but the good news is that as much bad stuff there is, it's commensurate with God's grace, and God gives more power mm-hmm. to those to endure through those times. I think that's 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 you know in all the in many of the. Uh, last day events presentations I've been to, like, hey, this, 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 like, all right, good luck, buddy, you know, <laughs> like, what? Uh, but all this is is mentioned so that we, that God also promised that the same amount mm-hmm. of resources, spiritual resources yes. and power mm-hmm. to help us enable us through that. I mean, that would just, that would be otherwise very unloving and unfair of God to do that. Mm-hmm. So, we said in, in Revelation 18, verse 1, 18:1 the Bible says, "...after these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory." And I just want to emphasize that part. Mm. Um, glory is another Bible, uh, Bible study word for the Word of God's character, and here we are given, whether it's through the latter rain, or through the Holy Spirit, or God's church being empowered by God on a, like just 2.0, like whatever it is the mm. case, that the whole world is illumined in the, in the midst of all this darkness and the the frogs going to the whole world and the kings and Babylon and all and the death decree and whatnot that God's character can be seen mm-hmm. yeah and that's something that that we need to to abide by continuing on on verse 2 I'll read and the and he cried mightily with a loud voice saying Babylon the greatest fallen has fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons a prison for every foul spirited cage for every unclean and hated bird for all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed mm. fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of a luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues." Um, any comments to this, mm. to Revelation 18, the, the, in many ways, the, the fourth angel?
2: Yeah, this is, this is kind of like the climax, the, la- the very last as I've mentioned in the previous episode, um, defibrillator. defibrillator shock yeah. is like come out of my people. Now, now is the last moment. Mm. There, 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 there's this idea that oh, Jesus is going to come, mm. and then there's another time of you know uh, for people have a time to decide after he's you know the rapture, and then they, they have still have time to decide. No, no, no. The Bible doesn't teach this. The Bible mm. says mm. there's going to be a last call for a decision. Mm. This is it, mm. Mm. and it co- goes along not just with like oh, someone's preaching really loud you know, come out of our people. It's, as you said, it has to do with... Uh, the, at, the, at the darkest time of history, so to say, God's people are going to shine the brightest because mm-hmm. they, are, they are fully filled with the Spirit, yes. they are fully engaged in ministry. The, the love of God will be on its highest, most incredible display, besides the cross, through His people in the last days. Like, mm. everyone who is faithful is going to shine okay, with God's love, and people are going to see like, g- people will be literally presented with two options, They're like, mm-hmm. either you join that or you don't, mm-hmm. and and this is th- that's the decision you have to make. So, it's going to be an exciting time, it's going to be an intense time, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is important to understand that today we prepare for that. So, if you want to be part of that final call to other people, be faithful today, mm-hmm. walk with Jesus, and, and He's going to use you in a mighty way. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I like, Amen to that. Yeah, and I, I like the, the way that you, you highlighted in verse 1, the earth being illuminated yes, with verse His 20. glory. Yeah, yeah um, when I grew up hearing about, you know, Babylon is fallen and, yes. you know, this kind of message of, come out of her, and um, the, th- the three angels' messages for me growing up seemed very much like doom and gloom. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. if you worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in your forehead or in his hand, you know, it's just like, it was very focused on the, 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 the negative, mm-hmm. like very focused on, like, you know, the Babylon and the, the, how horrible it is, and which, which I think he, there's, there's that because it's a warning against deception. But the beauty I see in, in the way that you phrase it, and the way that it's it's stated in Scripture, mm-hmm. is that the earth is illuminated with His glory and yes. He cries mightily, that the, the call to come out of Babylon is given in the context of a revelation of God's character. Yes. Mm. Um, and it's really a revelation of Jesus Christ, a, a, mm-hmm. a bright revelation of Jesus Christ, and it's in that context that you get the call to come out of Babylon. Mm. Um, it's and not
2: going to be a fear-based call exactly. like "Oh, get out because this is so evil." No, get out because Jesus is so beautiful.
0: Exactly, yeah. and and that that's what really struck me with mm-hmm. with that yeah. with that illustration. And and maybe when we when we talk about prophecy and especially these messages, if our focus was more on look at Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, look at look at truth, look mm-hmm. at how beautiful he is and how beautiful truth is, mm-hmm. as it is in him. And then the call to come out is not just to come out for the sake of coming out, it's a call to come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come
1: mm-hmm. And that's the uh, that's epitome of the three angels' messages. And I mentioned in previous episodes, if we distill each one of those angels, the first one is talking about worship the Lord Jesus. Behold the man. Second one, truth. Babylon is fallen, truth will Uh, Sustain till the end. And the last is the 3rd Angels' Messages, where God gives us a choice, and that choice is empowered by the goodness and the power and the Holy Spirit given by the fourth angel found in Revelation 18. This is the three Angels' Messages. Hopefully it's been a blessing to all of you in the last 13 episodes. We'll see you next week as we look at the Book of Leviticus. God bless you. We'll see you next week.
0: This is inverse.